Hi, this is Sal Mayorana. Your Buffalo Bills breakdown is coming right up after this message from our sponsor, Rochester Flooring, Kitchen and Bath. We felt that we needed to grow and diversify into the kitchen and bath. We've been a carpet and flooring specialist for many, many years. The addition of the kitchen and bath division has been a great addition. You know, we're the doctor of flooring and remodeling, and we want to prescribe the right product for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Buffalo Bill's Breakdown, sponsored by Rochester Flooring, Kitchen and Bath. I'm Sal Mayorana, joined as always by Leo Roth after we had a Thanksgiving Thursday off last week. You didn't. Yeah, I did, but I mean, the show did. I had a few people tweet at me, like, hey, what happened to the show? And where's the podcast? Well, on here Thursday? we are. Oh. Yeah, people thought we'd be doing a show on Thanksgiving Day, I guess. I don't know. Wow. But we are back after a little break here. And Leo, uh, hard to believe after what happened in Dallas, the Bills have now become a primetime darling. <laughs> yeah. This is the biggest 1 o'clock game on the schedule this week. Baltimore comes in 10-2. and two. The Bills are 9-3. and three. Uh, the Bills got their Week 15 game flexed into primetime at Pittsburgh. The game at New England was already moved to Saturday, which is basically a primetime game, 4.30, only game on the year. So all, this, all of a sudden, we've got four weeks in a row counting Dallas where the Bills yeah. are literally going to be on a lot of television screens across the country. And i got to say, Leo, they kind of deserve it. They've played well I, enough to be there. Well, they absolutely deserve it. And, and you know, this is what <clears throat> the theme has been all year. You know, they've played a really weak schedule. Um, nobody knows how good they are. Well, it came down to this, starting with the, uh, really with the Denver game, because Denver had a really good defense, but right. certainly accelerated with the Dallas victory, uh, you know, be beating up that team up and down the field. I mean, it was quite something to see, and I know a lot of uh, Bills fans, uh, uh, were, it, was just a, it was just a glorious afternoon it of football. Really, it, really, it, really, it really was. And who doesn't like to beat uh, Jerry Jones? Come on. It was, <laughs> I think the whole country was, was reveling in that victory. And, uh, and yeah, they've, you know what? They've, they've, they do deserve it, Sal. And, they've, and they have a chance now to, to, to prove themselves, like you said, in front of a, a lot of national eyes. And that's what it takes. Uh, you got to earn your, you know, that, you know, Sean McDermott's really big on this. You know, you earn what you get. And right. that's, uh, he really believes that. That's the culture he's built. It's all about the team, um, and you, you have to, you know, he's, he'll continue to downplay it one game at a time and all that, but uh, believe me, I think deep inside they really feel good about where they've, where they've come and what the opportunity that's presented to them here. Now, the, the big thing is they can't fall on their face now. <laughs> no. This is it. You've earned it. Now let's see it because it'll go away just as quickly as that if they don't perform. It's funny too that you know the, the bill, the players in the locker room during the week will say they don't care about national recognition and, and all this stuff. Yet after they win a game like they did against Dallas, oh boy, the crowing was oh, they, the, the oh, crowing could be heard back to Western New York about how nobody respected us. All the national guys picked against us. A lot of yes. local guys picked against them too in that game. So it's funny yeah. how that works. But yeah, the players do care about this no matter what they say. They now recognize that, as I just pointed out, four weeks in a row, they're playing in big-time games, which for some of these guys who have come here, like Cole Beasley, mm -hmm. for instance, he's been through this rodeo before, but for the bulk of the Bills on this, or Micah Hyde, another guy, for the right. bulk of the guys on this team, this is a whole new experience. And for Buffalo itself, Leo, we're talking, we're, we're talking back to the late 90s for sure, and even not in the late 90s were they right. in such you know, consecutive games where they're playing in front of a national window. We we probably got to go back to the Super Bowl years you, you go when back they were to the, this much yeah. on display for the national audience. So it is big times in Buffalo, and like you said, they they can't fall flat on their face. The problem is 
they're playing probably the hottest team in football on Sunday afternoon. I mean, we saw it last week. The Ravens, in what might have been one of the games of the year, they, they're 9-2 and two then. They beat the 10-1 and one 49ers in a really good, hard-fought physical, physical yeah. game. This team has won eight in a row. Their defense is playing as well as, well, it is the best defense in the league over the last eight weeks. And they got a quarterback named Lamar Jackson, Leo, <laughs> who, let's face it, he is now probably the front runner to win the MVP. And the way he's played, certainly a unique style, but he has been almost impossible to stop. And the Bills yeah. defense has got a huge, chest, a huge test on their hands. Well, I've been looking at, uh, I, I think back to the, I mean, this whole, you know, this whole season has been about, uh, it's the quarterback class of 2018 and, uh, and uh, Josh Allen getting to, getting to uh, play all these other fellow classmates from right. 2018. Lamar Jackson, of course, uh, the 32nd pick in that first round, the last guy to go. And you really got to give uh, John Harbaugh and the Ravens and Ozzie Newsom, the, the extra, how they, they worked, you know, they didn't, he wasn't their first pick in that round. They traded back yeah. up. They, so, but, but they had a plan. They didn't over, you know, they had a value on him. They really liked him, obviously. But you got to give them a lot of credit for taking a guy that a lot of people said couldn't play quarterback in the NFL, including a guy named Bill Polian, who yeah. thought he should switch to wide receiver. <laughs> Not one of Bill's best moments. No, now, it turned out. he's since uh, corrected himself and said I was wrong, which is great. But, you know, you're talking about, and seriously, I mean, I remember him from, uh, you know, Syracuse and what he did again. <laughs> when, they, when Louisville came into Syracuse and, and Lamar Jackson just demolished them. He was, you're just, you were watching something that was pretty unique. Now, I know he's not the, you know, he's, he's this generation's Michael Vick, whatever. You know, we've seen these guys before. You always wonder when, what, you know, do they get hurt? Do defenses catch up with these guys? You know, I asked, John, I asked Harbaugh the question yesterday at a conference call, and I said, are you fearful, uh, John, of the day that's going to come when they do catch up to you? And he says, he goes, uh, well, I don't know how to really what you're asking, but are they going to stop Lamar? Are they going to slow him down? Um, and he, his, he point, ble point blank said, no, that's not going to happen until the day he retires because he's that talented. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Michael Vick was that way too. People forget yeah. before all the dog, <laughs> the dog fighting scandals, yeah. Michael Vick was really the same player. He, he asked, was the human joystick. He was. Yeah. And I asked Lorenzo Alexander yesterday, who's been around long enough him. to have played against him, and I said, I, I had the question I asked him was, have you ever seen a guy more slick with the ball? I mean, his yeah. ball fakes are great and the athleticism, and he said, yeah, Mike Vick. And he said, it's kind of like LeBron Jordan, depending yeah, on what age you quote. are, right? I mean, depending on what age you are, who's the greatest player of all time? Guys like us, or even younger than us, would say Michael Jordan. Today's kids would say LeBron James. It's very similar right now with Vick and, and Jackson. All the kids love Lamar Jackson. He's Mr. Fantasy, he's Mr. Madden. Oh, yeah. But you forget, go back and watch highlights of Michael Vick when he was at his very best. The year he gained 1,000 yards, set the all-time record for rushing, which Lamar Jackson has got a good chance to break this weekend, which is amazing. It's only be his 13th game that he'll be able to break that record if he gets 60 yards this week. This was Mike Vick back in the day, and I would venture to say that Vick was probably the better downfield thrower, especially in the middle of his career, again, before the dog scandal. He was really starting to come on as a thrower. And that's the mm -hmm. one thing, Leo, that in this game for the Bills, I think the key, and I'm sure every team has said this, but they've got to somehow, somehow contain Lamar Jackson behind the line of scrimmage. Not so much maybe they can't do it in the pocket, but make him be a quarterback. We, we heard that about Josh Allen. Make the kid be a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think the Bills, with their defense, they've got a very good defense, excellent in pass defense. 
if they can somehow make him be a quarterback and make him have to throw the ball, I think the Bills would have a good chance because athletically they've got some guys that can run with, well, not run with, but they can certainly no. compete speed. with Lamar Jackson if he gets out of the pocket. I think make him a passer because I'm not, I'm not totally impressed yet by his downfield turn. He does, you've yeah. got the stats there. He's done a lot of work short to his tight ends. He's got three tight ends. What is it, over 1,000 yards uh, combined? The, the, three, the three tight ends have over 100 catches and over 1,000 yards right. combined. So a lot of that is dink and yeah. dunk stuff. He does hit the seams occasionally, but I think the Bills' best bet is to somehow get, get him into a mode where he does have to rely more on the pass. And one way to, mm-hmm. do, one way to do it, Leo, is to get off to a good start well, and get ahead of this team. I would agree with you, Sal, the, 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 the try to make him a quarterback, but the problem everybody's having is that the Ravens run, the, the, the new buzzword is RPO, run-pass right. option. Now, that's the whole point. He, he, you know, he, will, he will drop back into the pocket, um, and, and, and he'll, he'll do his ad-libbing, but he'll also, I mean, when they, when they just do the RPO and they're coming down the line, now you have you have responsibilities there. It's you know the options as old as the game. It's yeah, almost it's, it's the college offense. It's, it's not a big deal, and he's got you know you, so you everyone has an assignment. You know if your job is to is to key on the running back, in this case Mark Greenham, who's great, almost a thousand yards. Um, you you better stay with him. Um, if you bite on if your if your job is to tackle the the running back and you bite on the quarterback, <laughs> then you're you're, you know, you, 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 you. you've done your job. Now you're going to go in. Now they're going to kill you. They're going to get 200 yards rushing, and they're averaging 200 yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, another phenomenal stat for the Ravens. Now, you, if your job is to hit, is to key Lamar Jackson and hit him every play, well, then you better do that. Um, the interesting thing is that the three tight ends, and they're going to leave. The big issue, a lot of, a lot of people are wondering, what, what is this going to do to uh, 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 Trey White this game? He's going to be, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Richard Sherman with the 49ers last week. He was there were so many plays where he didn't really know where to go. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "I'm on the line uh, now." I, I he was like, he was and he and after the game he was he was talking about that uh, Richard. So it's going to be really they're they're going to make you and 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 Harbaugh talked about this yesterday. He says, "Hey, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to. I think Lamar Jackson is that talented. He's going to keep getting his numbers." But he says he did admit he goes, "This whole thing's a chess match now, and this is a great game for." Of people who love X's and O's and, and, and a strategy because it's going to be a lot about that, how they're going to scheme this guy and playing disciplined and trying to, yeah, you, it's, you know, it's not even about, you know, setting the edge cell and when you want to contain mobile quarterbacks. This guy's more than just a mobile quarterback. I think he can, he can beat you so many ways. Um, it's, I mean, I've, I've been looking forward to this game a long time because yeah, I've always been a, a Jackson admirer, and I'm glad. Uh, and I'm glad for Josh Allen as well that he's going to get. Josh Allen is going to get to show himself against uh, against Lamar Jackson. And I'm telling you what, Josh Allen's numbers as a passer and him they're very similar. The big the big key is, uh, you know, uh, Lamar's got like another maybe four or five hundred yards more rushing yards. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, it's nice that the Bills have risen to the challenge too, and the Ravens. They've done a great job to get to 10-2. and two. Bills have done a nice job since the Cleveland game. They've won three in a row. They finally have got their offense, I think, in a, in a place yeah. where they can be functional and be consistent. They've scored 83 points in Scoring the last three games. Scoring a lot more points. They're up at, what, a touchdown? Or, or, well, they've scored 83 points. Do the average. It's about 27 a game. I yeah, think they were average. Their, their average was 19. Yeah. Now they've taken it so up they're making a nice jump. And I and think that's huge with this defense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, we, we talked about it, I think, probably the last podcast. Um, 
you know, he's, Brian Dable now has figured out the right personnel grouping that he needs to lean on. And nothing really should change this week with the exception of Isaiah McKenzie was getting a ton of run as the third guy with Brown and Beasley. They're starting to mix Robert Foster in. And we've been waiting mm-hmm. for this all year after the way he played in the second half of 2018, you, you kind of assume that, okay, they signed John Brown and Cole Beasley, but Robert Foster is going to be on the field a lot as the number three guy, yeah. a deep threat, and it did not happen for the first really 10 games of the year. He was inactive for a bunch of those games. Finally, um, and we asked McDermott about this, I think, the other day, either that or last week, what changed? And he said, well, the kids had two really good weeks of practice, so he got more snaps against Denver and against Dallas. And he made plays. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he got hurt in the Denver yeah. game. He bounced back remarkably and played and made a couple nice plays against the Cowboys. Yeah, it looks so like I think, he was done with the I know, really. So <laughs> I, thought, I thought them getting yeah. him involved on some of the Jets' sweeps. Um, he's drawn two pass interference penalties down the field. I think you're going to see a little bit more of him um, sharing time with McKenzie. But you're going to see Cole Beasley and John Brown, probably 90% of the snaps, on the field, and I think you're going to see Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been averaging about 70% right now over the last few weeks. That's the group, Leo. That's the group that they finally have got tuned in, and that, the combination of that group going no huddle has made a big difference. Josh Allen talked about it a couple times now where he really does feel more comfortable when he can oh, get yeah. to the line. He still has Dable in his ear for probably 10 or 15 seconds before that 15-second cutoff comes. And he's just able to diagnose things a whole lot easier in that no huddle. The Bills shouldn't change a thing here. Now, this Baltimore defense is great, but it still shouldn't matter. The Bills need to dictate to that defense, try to keep their own personnel, the Ravens personnel, on the field and attack with what you've got. That'll be a key in the game, I think. Oh, uh, absolutely. I think, like you said, that the... Uh, the no the no huddle thing it's really not a, it's not a fast paced no huddle um, like the K gun it's a it's one of the slowest in the league apparently you just kind of go up they use the whole clock yeah they <laughs> they, do. they just uh, uh, so really it is a in the truest sense yeah they don't huddle they but they don't run fast either they go to the line and and you're you got all that talking time with between Dayball and and, uh, and Josh and then you got the, uh, the ability to scan the field and, and like you said they're, they're best players I know they I know they're so huge on personnel personnel. But they've settled at least on uh, uh, offensively. They've settled on a core group here, and you know I've always said you know why aren't your best players on the field? And <laughs> and they're doing that now, especially at the receiver. They're not really deep. You mentioned Foster. Yeah, he he's good for a a, a big player too, and that's that that's huge because you still this have to account for that. him. They needed that other little element. Yeah, so him and McKenzie are are, are contributing in that way. So it's, which was really good. Uh, and I'll give a shout-out to the offensive line, Sal. This, this line has really, you know, that was such an issue coming into the season. And well, when you sign six free agents yeah, and draft yes, a guy, yes. yeah, it was a big issue coming into you know, the season. They, they've got four new starters. Um, they've all meshed. Um, you got guys really playing some of their best football. To get what they've gotten out of uh, uh, Feliciano in Spain is really huge. I mean, yeah. and that's, this is a big credit to... Brandon Bean and his and his crew just to see what they've identified affordably outside of uh, uh, Morris, Morris was Morris the big, got a big was the big ticket, but everybody else was that other guy like oh well you know, and they've really and they also added a, and they all they added an edge there they those guys uh, Feliciano gives them a, a bit of an edge that they lost when they lost Incognito they got a, they got guys that really you they know get, then, they get after and then of course Dawkins and uh, and Cody Ford co- coming through like they have and. Uh, 
And then I'll throw, throw this out, Sal, too, is that I haven't seen a team avoid the injury bug <laughs> since the early 90 Bills that were so fortunate with injuries. I'm going to tell you, if you were to go back over that 20-year the 20 year, uh, one playoff uh, drought uh, span for the Bills and, and just the injuries that would hit this team. Oh, They've, I mean, the way to have one guy on the injury list, Tainasecki going into this game, final month of the year, you got one guy on your injury list. I mean, I don't know, a, a, a Twitter guy, a, a follower of mine, we talked yesterday about, yeah, is that new fitness? Is it, are we seeing the results of that fitness center? I, I mean, know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know. If or I'm it's just good luck. Yeah, I think a lot of it's yeah. good luck. I mean, you get on the football field, you can be as fit as you want, mm -hmm. and a guy rolls over your leg and you're done. So the Bills have been incredibly fortunate in that area. But yeah. hey, when you get to December and you're as healthy as they are, that's a very positive development because a lot of times NFL teams, you've you got to get into your depth at that point in the year. Yeah. And then you hope that you can get healthy for the playoffs, and even a lot of teams can't do that. So it has been a huge thing. Look, the Bills do not have top to bottom an elite roster. They don't. They have a, a roster that's been vastly improved, and they're a good team this year. They're in playoff contention, obviously, but they're not a team that can survive too many big injuries, and they've been very no. fortunate to stay away from it. All right, a couple questions here. Joe Nelson is in here, and he says, is Buffalo keyed up to defend this kind of offense? Well, Look, we talked about this early, but I think one of the keys, Leo, is the Bills play pass defense very well. And if they can somehow get ahead in this game. I mean, Baltimore has not played from behind during their eight-game losing streak. I don't think they've been behind for more than 30 minutes. They've been ahead yeah. in every game, often way ahead, and they've been able to do whatever they want, and most of that has been running. If the Bills can get ahead, you know, big crowd, excited crowd in a huge game, maybe that gets them some impetus. They get ahead in this game, and now maybe the Ravens have to change what they do. Buffalo is still third-ranked in the league in pass defense, one of the best secondaries in the league. That would be a way mm -hmm. to combat this offense. I don't think that the Ravens are a team that's going to put up 250 or 300 yards passing. If you can somehow contain him, like I said earlier, make him be a quarterback, I think they've got a chance. Well, this Ravens team, again, it's the, the uniqueness of, I mean, this team averages, you know, just – you know, roughly 200 yards passing, 200 yards rushing. Yeah, it's crazy. They they are so difficult. To, I mean, I'm going to tell you, if they get the running game uh, going with Ingram and stuff. See, this is the whole thing. They're so good, but it's pick your poison. You know, you're trying to defend Lamar um, on the on the edges, and then you between the tackles, you got uh, a great running back. So and and a really good offensive line. Mm. And when they and he's so and you mentioned the the play faking. It is amazing. I. I'm gonna tell you when we, I was watching the 49ers game, and I'm gonna, I didn't know who had, I don't know who had the ball, and it was so funny to see them tackle yeah. uh, Ingram inside. Everybody's tackling him. The camera's going to him, and Jackson's going around the end with the ball. Yeah, he is really slick and, with his ball, and he's getting the, that one block on that cornerback, and he's gone. Yeah. It's just a, uh, that well, is. That's what I asked Lorenzo. I said, you know, is, if you ever like I said, he, he said Mike Vick too. Yeah. But I don't think Mike Vick was as I don't deceptive. Remember, no. He was a great athlete who he took the ball, you knew he had it, and you couldn't catch him. I don't Lamar think Jackson Vic, is fooling people. I'm gonna, I don't think Vic ran as well as Lamar Jackson is. And people have mentioned this before. He, he is the best running back in the league right now. <laughs> you know, he, I think he's that, ninth in the league in rushing. Yeah, Lamar I mean, Jackson. He's really, he really is good. He can just stop on a dime and make people miss, and he just goes. Uh, a big key a lot of guys have talked about yesterday in the room is that, you know, you have to – this is a game – um, it's going to be interesting, like you said, the Bills do have a they have very good secondary defensive backs, linebackers that can move. Um, 
do you play teams that have played man against the Ravens have gotten eaten alive? That's dangerous because you your back's you, the ball. you when you play man you got to turn your back. It's you know you got to turn your back and run with your guy. Right. And if you turn your back on Lamar Jackson, you're asking for it. Yep. Now so the Bills are going to have to play, and they do uh, play more uh, zone, typically. and they do play a lot of zone. So I, I think they're they want to keep their focus upfield. They want to keep everybody in front of them. And, and, and Lorenzo talked about yesterday is that don't, don't get discouraged if he makes a big play because he's going to make a lot of big plays. Yeah, You've got to make just one more than he does you gotta, and, and win some close, crazy game. Now, if it comes down to field goal kickers, they got, one of, they got, they got, the, best, they got the best guy. And, yeah, they do. And, uh, and the Bills the best. Uh, and, and Hauschka's struggling a little bit. So. I think, Leo, one of the keys, we'll too, I mean, you take a chance if you bring your DBs up and play an umbrella type of box closer to the line of scrimmage, make them prove they can beat you deep. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood Brown is definitely a nice receiver, young kid. Um, he could beat him deep, but if you put Trey White on him exclusively, I don't really think they have much in the way yeah. of outside receivers that are going to hurt you. But Maybe the Bills um, have to take a chance and bring some DBs into the game. I was reading a story yeah. last year in the playoffs. Now, this is before Lamar Jackson really had it figured out. But the Chargers used six and seven DBs in that game. Again, the Ravens yeah. weren't running it quite as well as they are this year. You could get hurt doing that. But by putting all those DBs in there, what that did was make the Chargers defense a whole lot faster. They were able to do a good job when Lamar Jackson got out. He didn't have linebackers trying to track him down. He had cornerbacks and safety. So maybe yeah. the Bills think Team, about teams that. Teams that have done better against Jackson have been the, the obviously the, the teams that face him twice in division. So the, the Browns, the Steelers, They've, they've had some success against him on the second time around. Not, not that they shut him down or anything, but they did, a little, did right. better at him. So it stands to reason the Bills have been going to school on a lot of those second-game tapes, trying to figure out something here. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down a lot of individuals being very disciplined. The buzzword in the locker room is, you know, for the, defensor, the, the defenders is don't be nosy. Don't be, Stay don't, in your lane. Don't be worried about your teammate. Do your job. And, and, it, and really getting off block cell because they really block great downfield. I mean, they they're, they're tight ends. That's why they got three tight ends on the field is to get those big bodies downfield on smaller uh, DBs. So you, you got to shed your blocks really well. Try to find the ball. Try to find Lamar. And <laughs> hope he doesn't make you look too silly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but, I, you know, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm you know, painting out Lamar to have a, a a cape on his back and he is very good but you can you know I know in college he had some games where teams really did shut him down and they did a lot of it by yeah. blitz by blitzing crazily they really dialed up the blitzing and just took everything that he does away from him now um, it's all risky so it's a great it's going to like I said earlier it's going to be a great football chess match uh, Jamel Moore uh, says I asked you before I'm going to ask you again <laughs> do you still believe we can't take the AFC East I do um, Look, I don't think the Bills can win the AFC East, if it's possible. I mean, Kansas City beats New England on Sunday. It's at New England, which will be tough. And the Bills find a way to win this game. They're tied, and then they've got to go to Pittsburgh, yeah. and they've got a game at New England. I just think that the Bills – I mean, look, Leo, I'm really impressed by this Bills team, but you can't tell me you'd be shocked if they lost the next three games. I mean, the Ravens oh, no, I mean, are the hottest team in the league. The yeah. Steelers – are, it, that's going to be a Sunday night game now. You know they're going to be jacked. They have a great defense. There's, a, there's very easily a way you could see the Bills yeah. could lose that game. I don't care if it's Devlin Hodges quarterbacking or whoever it's going to be. And then they got to go to New England for a primetime, well, 430 game. 
at their place. It's very difficult for me to see the Bills, say, winning three out of four down the stretch here, and then New England losing two, including to the Bills, yeah. and the Bills win the division. That's well, going to be a tough ask. To, to his question, yeah, absolutely. Listen, what more do you want? It's a month ago in the season, and mathematically, yeah, They're they can it. win the division. They're in it. They have to win out, and by winning out, that means they beat New England. Right. And they also finished five and one in the division. Now, New England can also finish... That would make, I think I figured this out the other day. They, they would both be 13. Say New England wins, <coughs> wins, wins all the rest of its games except the Buffalo game. They're both going to be 13-3 and three and 5-1 and one in the division. And then it goes to common opponents. And right now, the, from common the opponents, Patriots the Patriots are going to win the common opponent tiebreaker. Right. Patriots so, have, and by yeah. the way, too, Patriots have the Chiefs, or the, the Chiefs this week. They finish with the Bengals, the Bills, the Dolphins. So yeah. right there, the, the, they're, they're not going to lose enough times for the Bills to win the division. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. But like I said, like we've been saying right along, come, come down Bills, it's going to be fun to come down to that last game. But they have to beat the Dolphins, and the Bills are going to have yeah. to beat the Jets. The, the Bills need I, to get one we'll for sure. It's fun. The, the Bills need to get one more win for sure, and I think they're locked into a playoff berth. And right now, that's what I think the focus should be. The, the, the division, yeah. if it were to happen. That would be great, but I don't think Bills fans can be focused on trying to get past the Patriots, especially not with the schedule I just reeled off for you. Buffalo's schedule is way more difficult than New England's over the last four games. So get to the playoffs, and then once yeah. they get to the playoffs, Leo, I know they have to go on the road. It's probably going to be at either KC or Houston. You know what? Mm -hmm. This is a dangerous Bills team. I don't yeah. think either one of those teams will be thrilled having to play this Buffalo defense, plus with a quarterback who seems to be figuring it out. I think the Bills are going to be a tough out. So focus on yeah. winning this game, get to the playoffs, and then do some damage when you get there. I would tell you what, the Bills are a scary thought for a lot of teams once the playoffs begin. They really are. Because <laughs> they play such good defense. They good defense, and they have nothing to lose, for heaven's sake. That's true. They got nothing, and they're playing loose. Ever since the big uh, let's play fearless edict came down from McDermott, they just signed, like, they kind of embraced that. Yes. And they've just kind of said, you know, what, what are we doing? These, they seem to be, you know, they're, they're, they are playing uh, uh, carefree. And, what, and I mean, I, I'm writing about this for tomorrow. So, you know, the Ed Oliver uh, uh, story is how this kid, the number one draft pick who got benched seven games, well, he didn't get benched, he, he lost his starting, lost starting spot. Job. Um, um, and had his, you know, his reps got down against the, the I think it was against the, uh, oh, the Browns the, for sure. After the um, his rubs went down to eighteen uh, in the, I think it was against uh, Washington. I think maybe, uh, maybe. Anyway, he's been. He, they went. His rubs went down to eighteen last week against Dallas. They were. He had forty reps, and had a breakout game with uh, two sacks, a forced fumble, four tackles, and he's just playing. I think another thing was there is that a, a kid was finally maybe allowed to be Phil loose, and finally it broke through for him. Now he's a case of. Kind of like with Josh, too, and Josh has talked about this, too, where just learning, just learning, getting comfortable, getting some numbers behind them, playing what they, you know, I guess we forget how young this team is. It is a young team. It still is. You're right. And it's, uh, that's why I think come playoff time, you know, are they going to go all the way and win the Super Bowl? I doubt that. But they very much, I mean, once you get in, I, they're very much capable of winning a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they um, made the playoffs two years ago, they weren't going to win a game. I mean, Jacksonville, yeah. I don't think they was all that. They snuck in. That was a, yeah, Jacksonville wasn't all yeah. that good a team. But you know what? They had a really good defense. The Bills were hopeless 
in that game. I really didn't think the Bills had a chance, and they lost. It was one of the worst playoff games we've ever seen. Hopelessly offensively. This year is a totally different animal. And if this offense especially, we Mm -hmm. know this defense is good. If this offense can keep making the strides that it's made in the last three weeks, the Bills are going to be a tough out for somebody. They probably match up, actually, pretty well with the Chiefs, if you can believe that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is certainly great. He's got nice weapons on offense. Bill's defense is really mm-hmm. good. And then the Kansas City defense, really not all that special. The Bills could score points on that team. So I think if they get there against the Chiefs, there's no reason to say that the Bills couldn't win that game. You, you know what's great about this defense, though? And it's, 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 I don't know if people really realize it, but the, over the last three games, how dominant this defensive line has been. They're, and it's, it's seven to eight defensive linemen that are setting the tone. It's right. not the linebackers. It's, right. not Mike, it's not the safeties like it once was. You, you got these seven guys up front that are just wreaking havoc on the other, on, they're winning the trenches. 15 sacks in the last three games. Not all by them, but 15 still, sacks. they have a role in it. 15 sacks, no, 14 by the defensive line. Is it 14? 14 by the defensive line. Okay. You know, Phillips has come on. Oliver's, we've talked about Oliver. Uh, your buddy, Star Latoule's got, <laughs> got a couple. Star, what a game he had in Dallas. An yeah. interception and a blocked field goal. Um, it's just, uh, it, that, and again, that goes back to McDermott about winning in the trenches, and it's, it's a cliche, but it really means something when it happens. My God, they are just coming out. <laughs> All you got to do is look at Baltimore. <laughs> they're eating people alive. Look at Baltimore. Front. They're winning yeah. in the trenches, and they're killing people. Yeah, so, so this is going to be another great thing, because I tell you, uh, you talk about, yeah, they have uh, – the, the Ravens got two two big space eaters in the in the middle of their uh, defensive line as well, and and they have a great secondary as well. They oh, have, they their, have their, a great secondary. Their cornerback trio is as good as it comes. And I, I wrote that just yeah. now for a story. They're, they're four guys. That's the best four guys in the league. Yeah. As a group, I mean, it, Buffalo's are really nice, but man, they're four. They're four cornerbacks. Well, that's not even counting Earl Thomas. As, yeah. the, as one of the best safeties of all time they have on that team. It's going to be a hell of a challenge. All right, Leo and I are going to be in Buffalo on Sunday for the, uh, for the biggest game we've seen in Orchard Park, really. When was the last the Bills I, website I guess, had something since uh, Bills Detroit back in the 92 or 3? When two teams had records this good. Oh, I don't know what they – I didn't yeah. see the website. All I know is the biggest game we've seen in Orchard Park, really, was probably that Steelers game in 04 when if they won, they were in. Yeah, right. They didn't. But this is a big one, 9-3 and three against 10-2 and two in December. It's all the Bills could ask for. So. And it's going to be good weather, which is good. Well, they, I heard it's supposed to be windy again, though. <laughs> Temperature is supposed to be decent. 40s. But, but the wind what, is been, supposed to be. There's been wind every game. Oh, it's been crazy. And it's, the, yeah, it's really been. You know uh, me. I hate weather games. Well, I do, too. I want to see both these teams. You know, that's the thing about the 49ers and the Ravens that was played in the uh, yeah. downpour. It would have been nice to see those two teams yeah, so play. You want, you want to, I mean, I, I, like, I like crazy weather, too, but it's. You know what? When you got two good teams like this, you don't want it to be such a factor that you don't really know what might have been. So this is going to, I think, wind aside, you know, maybe, well, (laughs) the way they run. (laughs) That's what I mean. I don't know. They're going to have an advantage if you can't throw the ball in this game. So, you know, pick your poison. Looking forward to it. Pick your poison, Bills fans who love these weather games in December outdoors. I don't know if you're going (laughs) to love this one too much if it gets lousy. All right. For Leo, I'm Sal. We're signing off. And uh, follow us uh, on Sunday, obviously, at the game. We'll be there reporting uh, plenty of things, I guess, that day. Have a great weekend, everybody.